Wait, wait. Real fan. Oh. Wait. Now go. <laughs> we got a little mix up there. <laughs> what up, what up? Real Fans Podcast back at you again. Episode number eight. Uh, no, it's just me, your boy Gabe, here with Julian once again. Yo, what up, Julian? What up, what up? Um, first, it has to be said, it can't be ignored, um, the fact that JoJo's not here today. Um, he was actually so despondent this weekend because his Buffalo Bills lost that he actually had to go home to console his family. So um, yeah. he's up in Buffalo right now. Um, upstate. So please uh, shout out to you. Um, prayers and condolences go out to Jojo and his Buffalo Bills family, uh, Bills Mafia. Uh, hope All you, of them. Yeah. Hope you come, come home soon. Safe, you know, come home safely. You know, uh, you know, your girlfriend misses you. She, she wanted me yeah. to tell you that, you know, you haven't talked to her yet about your Bills loss. But uh, anyways, we got lots to talk to. <laughs> Many things on the slate. Uh, we had also, to get you. Don't forget my- well, I was gonna say, don't forget my buffalo sauce. We got NFL playoffs going on. We just had the AFC NFC championships. We got uh UFC that went on. All right. Um, also we want to get into uh some uh Deshaun Watson, some quarterback talk, maybe talk a little bit about this crypto thing going on, but let's talk about football first. Um, uh, what's the what's the first game you want to talk about, Julian? Uh, that happened over this past weekend. Let's talk about the one I actually watched beginning to end, and that one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. That okay. game was electric. Like <laughs> that game, I I'm honestly shocked. Like I, I'm really shocked that Tampa won. Like I really didn't think. Like going into this, like I was all in on Green Bay. I was like, "There's no way Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it." Dudes on fire, MVP season, like. The defense was stepping up. That everything going for them. And then what do you know? The guy who's done it time and time again, Tom Brady, he comes, he does it. He's going to be the second quarterback or no, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he will be the second quarterback to Joe Montana to win a Super Bowl for both AFC and NFC. Or I think it was just the, is it to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl? It's probably to go to the Super Bowl because I just remember Montana just being San Francisco only, so he was NFC. Yeah, I I think it was just to go then. I think it was just that. But, yeah, I I was really shocked, and then they went down early. There's terrible play calls at the end, and, like, I mean, the game, Green Bay had the lead almost the entire time. Um, Not Green Bay. Tampa had the lead almost the entire time, even with Brady's three picks, which – and honestly, they should have been able to come back from it, which they almost did. Yeah. But uh, what do you think of that game? Um, I think that game was lost at the half. So when I went into this game, I was big up on Aaron Rodgers. I, I, first of all, I wasn't. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams go to the uh, to the championship because both are very deserving. But I was kind of rooting for um, the Packers. Um, and I kind of left last week. I said I trusted more in the Packers defense than the Tampa Bay defense, and. I played myself because this game, I believe, was lost at the half. Um, for me, Green Bay came out completely flat. Like there was there was nothing working for them. Um, and you know, you talked about how they almost crawled back, but I, I believe this game was lost at the half because if you remember going into the second half, I think it was like seven seconds left. I, uh, what, what was it? It was like a, a fumble. It was a, Kick, uh, uh, no, it was a dumb blown coverage. Oh, oh. Okay, stupid ass call. Yeah, yeah. There are lots of plays. So, um, in the in the first beginning of the, uh, of the half, uh, 
the Packers offense couldn't get going. Like they were making dumb plays. Like I remember, I think it was, uh, was it their running back? They went, I think this was the play that led to the touchdown right before the half. Uh, it was a little, uh, he was a check down, couldn't throw to any wide receivers. He throws it uh, left to like a little screen to the running back. Running back catches it and just gets clobbered by, I think it was the safety and causes a fumble, uh, whatever. Like couldn't hold on to the ball, couldn't catch. Um, and, and it started uh, turnovers. Was that the play? I don't know. I, I can't remember sp- specifically. I got to look at the highlights again. But going into the half, you know, Green Bay was down. Um, and, you know, Tom made a huge, like, comeback, like, throw. You think, oh, they're just going to dump a couple passes, get in kicking position, and, and, and just kick a field goal right before half, which would have been good because they had the momentum going at the time. And just Tom Brady heaves up this 40-plus thing to, to fucking score with like seven seconds on the clock. Uh, fucking, uh, what's this guy? Bright, bright. Completely. No, no, no. Scotty Miller, 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 Scotty Miller, com- completely uncovered. Nobody jams him at the line untouched. Just fucking turn on the afterburners. Nobody's after him. The safety has to cover from the middle of the field as a goal. And is pretty much chasing behind him when this guy scores a touchdown right before the half. And then when they come back from the half, uh, there's another score again from Tampa Bay. And I was like, Oh man, this game is over. Like, there's no way like, Green Bay completely flat. Um, their defense had no clue out there. Their their secondary was clueless out there. Um, yeah, that 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 specific play you're talking about with that, that like forty yard bomb from Tom Brady uh, to Scotty Miller. Yeah, was so that should have never happened. That was right before the half. Should've, that was right before. Yeah. That should have never happened. I don't understand. There's two people that were wrong. There. The defensive coordinator who called the play. I don't know why he didn't have safeties over the top to cover that in case because. <clears throat> I wasn't surprised that they were going to throw – like, I figured they might do a check down here or there. But I knew one person was going to be running a go route straight up. We can try to go over the top. <clears throat> so I don't know why they didn't have their free safety back there uh, covering over the top. And then the other person at fault is the corner who was playing man-to-man press on him. And then he just got burnt. He should have never been in that position. He should have stepped back, played zone. And just the, the whole name of that, like what you do is like when you got seven seconds and a half, you didn't, it's the same thing with that Jets game when they threw that Hail Mary. Like you shouldn't be running <coughs> running man with a few seconds left. It makes no sense. It's so stupid. Like you should have play zone, stay back, and then have another safety over the top to cover. Yeah. And it blows my mind how they let that happen because you think Tom Brady's not going to see that? Out of all the players yeah. to do that, like Tom Brady's going to hit that all day every day like all the time and then we go into the second half tom brady throws three picks that game like realistically green bay had every chance to come in and like everybody's going to look down at that fourth that that final play where they should have went for it on fourth which i believe they should have because i don't know why the fuck they would throw kick a field goal but they should have like i don't understand how they tom brady throws three picks and you still only score 26 points with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And <laughs> it's like there's no excuses for Green Bay not to catch up and beat them. Like I get don't Aaron Rodgers throwing that pick kind of hurt, but they had every opportunity to come in. And then they, I think their defense even got Tampa on a three and out as well, and they still didn't do anything. And then they finally make some progress down the field to then go score the touchdown. They're in the 10, which I saw going in as like, when I was watching that play, I was like, 
oh my gosh, why didn't Aaron Rodgers run it? Like, obviously, I from from the TV view, it looked like he, he could have possibly got it. If not, he could have at least got to like within the five. But I mean, maybe he saw something. I don't know. But like, he should have ran it. But then to, for them to kick a field goal is one of the most idiotic things I could have ever done. And I don't understand why Matt LaFleur like did that. Like even Aaron Rodgers talks about like how he went on and he was like, he thought that was fourth down territory. Like, why would you go that? Cause what, what's the point you kick the field goal and then what you have to come back and you have to score a touchdown anyways. Yeah. So what's Might the well. point? Like go, yeah. go for it. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, you're when you kick the field goal and then you kick off, you're giving Tampa Bay better field positioning. If you go for it here, get turnover on downs, at least they're within the 10. Yeah. And at least you can make a move and come back. Like the the whole thought process behind that made no sense. Like it was one thing if you're a field goal away, but like it, the, the game was Green Bay's to lose. To, uh, and I mean, Tampa, sh- Tampa made so many mistakes that game. They should have lost. But for some reason, Tampa's defense just has Green Bay's number. I don't know what it is. Like they've been the only team, the entire league that could stop them. And their defense is really good on paper, but sometimes they could be inconsistent. Yeah. So, but lately they've been really stepping up. But we'll see if they step against Kansas City. I mean, they came out to play. They came ready to play. Uh, you know, um, I think what was the stat that uh was it Godwin and uh Gronk that went out 100 yards each? Uh, um, right here, Godwin went five receptions for 10 yards for 110 yards, and then somebody else went 100 uh, yards. No, Gronkow. No, Godwin's the only one that went for 100 on Tampa. Then Green Bay, Marquez Scantley, he went for four receptions, uh, 115 yards. Devontae Adam had nine receptions with 67 yards, which, man, nine receptions, 67 yards. That's a lot of receptions for just six little yards. I mean, Tampa, they came out to play, man. I I doubted them coming into this game, and they came out to play. I, I thought I they would know. learn. I thought I thought Green Bay would learn from what happened last time, and then they they didn't, and they just didn't execute. Or or maybe Tampa's defense just really stepped up, and I mean they did, like they really stepped up. But I felt like there was just a lot of miscommunication, a lot of just like like I I just don't I don't know what it is, but like Tom Brady always finds a way to win, man. I. It, it's insane. Like, I, I really don't get it. Now they're going to be the first um, home team to host the Super Bowl or the first yeah. home team hosting the Super Bowl, yeah. which is going to be kind of crazy. Honestly, like, man, you know, good for Tampa, man. They've sucked. That city sports has sucked for years, except for the Lightning. The Lightning have always been kind of good. But, like, for them to have three teams in the championship this year is incredible. I still can't get over it. Like, that's so <laughs> I, awesome. I mean – Good for them, I guess. I don't know. I don't really uh, – I, I know a lot of the, you know, I don't know. It's, it's going to be strange uh, going into this. I think uh, as far as uh, – because I think I saw the press conference for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers sounded pretty depressed. Like he sounded like, oh, I got to sit down and, you know, reevaluate, whatever. He just got signed a big contract before they – you know, this coming into uh, into the season, you know, they dra- they went ahead and moved up camp- – uh, the Packers moved up to draft Jordan Love – and, you know, they're like, wait, wait, uh, you just signed Aaron Rodgers to, uh, you know, you signed him to a big deal, and then now you're drafting I don't, his replacement? Like, I don't uh, think they signed him to a deal this past offseason. No, I think it was the year before, before this draft, before Jordan. I don't do that. I don't understand why the 
why the fuck they drafted. Do you think he's out? Do you think do you think he's out? I mean, he's openly said that he he openly said that he wants to be back and yeah. he doesn't plan on going anywhere. But who's the front office to say what happens? Like, do you think they want him there? I mean, I think you're stupid to get rid of him. I don't think they actually will. I think I think he's going to end up playing in Green Bay next year. But like there might be a possibility. I mean, with all this conversation know. about available, you know, quarterbacks, everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, not not happy, not happy in Green Bay. So um, this year has been this this offseason is going to be insane. Good. The like quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback market is going to be insane. We're going to see some crazy ass fucking. Hopefully, man. Shit. Hopefully, because. So, uh, because what? Go ahead. Finish your what you thought. I was going to say because now you got. I mean, you got Matt Stafford, Watson, so on and so forth. Like all these guys, it's. I don't think Aaron's going anywhere. I think he's going to stay back. But like, I really hope this off season or this draft they pick up another weapon, man. Another weapon. Like they need at least one more receiver, like a good number two. Like, and there's tons of wide receivers in the draft and in free agency this coming season. This coming off season. It is super deep and wide receiver in both free agency and the draft. Like, there's so many good guys out there. It's yeah. insane. So they they have no excuse not to get anything. So we'll we'll see we'll see. Comes on, shout out to Tampa. You know, congratulations on hosting the Super Bowl. You know, I'll be rooting against Tom Brady once again, even though he's the goat and he already proved himself. He don't need this win. He's better <laughs> than Belichick. He's the reason for winning. He's the greatest of all time. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I want Tampa to lose. Even though they're very talented. I, I mean, I like their players, man. They have a huge, huge amount of weapons on that team, on that squad. And we'll see. It should be fun. Leading man, if us he in- can win without <laughs> Belichick, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd, be crazy. that'd be crazy, man. Whatever. I'll be rooting for him against them again. All right. Leading into the other game that happened. Um, this week was the Bills Chiefs game that went on, you know, Bills Mafia. <laughs> Bills um, Mafia. You know, Jojo, you can turn this off now. You don't have to watch this. <laughs> we already watched the game. Um, uh, what do you think about uh, this game? Because uh, I remember I watched the first half. I was kind of into the first half. I thought it was tight, but then you know, Patrick Mahomes is just gonna Patrick Mahomes, and freaking this game was crazy because. Tyreek Hill was just running all over the field. He was just doing whatever he wants. He's too fast, cannot be covered. The guy's a damn cheetah. Uh, him and Kelsey are just incredible, incredible uh, running backs to have uh, or uh, receivers to have. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the Bills-Chiefs games uh, this week, Julian. Yeah, I mean, this game was a huge disappointment. I was really expecting a lot more from Buffalo, but, man, they just – they. They couldn't convert. I mean, they they couldn't convert, and then they couldn't stop Kansas City at all. I mean, they. I mean, look at this: Ty, Tyree Kill, nine receptions, hundred and seventy-two yards. Like Travis Kelsey, thirteen receptions, hundred and eighteen yards. Like they didn't even run the ball. Like yeah. <laughs> they they only rushed for one hundred and fourteen yards. I mean, and that's that's the power of Patrick Mahomes, man. When you have the best quarterback in the game right now, like, I'm sorry, man. Until y'all can beat them, they're the kings. They they own the crown right now. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, tra- Travis Kelsey's insane, dude. Like, I, didn't he end up leading the entire league in receiving as a tight end? Like, that's incredible to me. Like yeah. that that is that like the first time that's happened? I don't think so. I would think. Maybe Gronk back in the day. 
maybe Gronk back in the day. And prime Gronk might have, uh, not even, because that would have been a big deal. Because I'm, maybe, possibly. I mean, I, I feel like that wasn't talked about enough. Like, Travis Kelsey, like, if if he wasn't first, he was definitely second. But he was, like, in first place, like, almost the entire season of, like, leading receptions. I mean, receiving yards, which is just – I mean, that's just mind-blowing to me. That's so crazy to me. But, yeah, I mean, Green Bay – I mean, Buffalo, they just – they they couldn't put up points and they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop him and nobody stopped him of uh, Kansas City. And, honestly, like, I've, I wanted a Kansas City-Green Bay Super Bowl, but after seeing – Tampa's defense, and I feel like Tampa's defense is going to come up to show up. I mean, and now with it being basically a home game for them, can I think Tampa might be able to slow them down a little bit. I think they might be able to. I think you you got Devin White and and um, uh, what's it, Levante? Dave, is it his first? I forgot his first name, but David uh, Levante David. And you got you got decent corners. You got decent secondary, like. You can make some plays and you can stop these guys. And um, JCPR Paul's been playing out of this world. He got Nanakinsu. Like, if you can disrupt Patrick Mahomes for a little bit, especially with his, we'll see how his toes. I bet you that shit was sore the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the biggest things, I guess one of the biggest takeaways I take away from the Tampa game is their front. I mean, one of the biggest, you know, talking about the secondary, what about the front guys up front? You know, uh, their defensive linemen, they put fucking Aaron Rodgers on his ass. They were putting pressure on him. Oh, here, Paul. He is like revived. Like, I, I mean, he's always been obviously he's always been good and he's been a Pro Bowler. But like this past year, I mean, this dude's been unreal. He's been like Jason Pierre Paul back with the Giants. Like he's he's been on another level this year. And yeah, that 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 defensive front is insane up there. And I think they could really put up put up a good fight. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting game, and. I think if the thing is though, Tom Brady cannot get away with those turnovers. He cannot, he like, he cannot throw three picks again, which he probably won't. But yeah, I mean, speaking of Josh Allen, like Josh Allen, I, I felt like he did what he could do, you know, like uh, he threw that one pick, but yeah. I, I think the big story is the defense just couldn't stop him. They just couldn't stop him. And yeah. like I said, I said it last week. If to beat Kansas City, you got to put up thirty or more. Like you, you, you got to do it. You cannot be in the twenties. And it's, I think Buffalo should have put up more points. Like I said, I, I watched the first half of it, and then as I saw, as I started to see the writing on the wall and see the game started to go away from them, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm probably gonna shut this off because it started to get boring. It wasn't nearly as entertaining as. The Green Bay Tampa game. That game, I watched that game through and through. This game, I kind of, it was like, this game's over. Like, uh, by the time, I mean, 21 points in the second quarter, like, (laughs) that's insane to me. Like, that's so crazy, man. And I don't think this is a bad season. Like, the Buffalo Bills, obviously, you know, with Tom Brady going to Tampa, I mean, obviously, there were, you know, that division, the AFC East was up for, for grabs, you know, by, the Dolphins and by the Bills, and we knew the I knew the Bills were going to be good because I had a good season previous um, to getting Stefan uh, Stefan Stefan Stefan. Stephon. Stephon. <laughs> um, I think they need another weapon over there. I think they need another weapon, and they need a they need a really good tight end. So I, I, I mean, I think they're missing I, that. 
they, they they could. I mean, I don't think it was a waste of season. Like, I think they they landed perfectly. They went to they the learned. championship. I mean, they you know, obviously you want to win a win a, a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But I don't think it's a, a bad season or a bad end to the season. Like, you went up against fucking Patrick Mahomes. You went against up against a Super Bowl team and lost, and that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, I will they, say Kansas City's <laughs> defense stepped up too. Yeah. Like they they the the Kansas City defense played pretty well. And they were playing better than I expected. I mean, I think Frank Clark, I think he's had two sacks. Uh, yeah, Frank Clark had two sacks. Um, so, I mean, they played pretty well. I mean, they they sh- they showed up. They stepped up. They did their job. I mean, they they slowed they slowed down everybody else. I mean, they held Stefan to 70 yards, which for Stefan Diggs, I mean, that's that's a good game. But, like, I mean, that's like an average game for him. And Cole Beasley got seven receptions, 88. So, but like I said, I think for them to compete with Kansas City, they need another, they need another like serious threat. Like, whether it be a, good, a tight end, like, I have no idea who their tight end is. Like, I have no clue. And that's not a good thing. That's the. I mean, that's just not a good thing. Like you need, you need another. You you need a tight end, and you need probably another receiver, and that and beef up your bolster your defense. Buffalo's right there, man. They're right there, and with Josh Allen, he's just going to get better. I don't see him really slowing down at all. I mean, he's he's really surprised me this year. I had no idea that he was going to end up being as good as he was. Oh yeah, I realized that when he played uh, the Dolphins last year, and he was running. I think he ran like a hundred yards through the Dolphins. He ran like fifty yards in the first half. He was just running around the field, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy's dangerous. We're gonna have problems." Well, he looked he looked <laughs> really good last year in the playoffs against Houston. I mean, that game was crazy. I remember that game last year in Houston. Like he played his fucking heart out that game. But yeah, so you know, speaking, coming of, Houston. speaking of Houston, so Super Bowl is gonna be. Green, uh, uh, I say Green Bay. Obviously, Tampa hosting in Tampa against the Chiefs. Uh, are we gonna make any are predictions? We going? We going? Uh, we going? Hell no, I'm not going. I'm staying my ass home. <laughs> I'm going no, to Tampa. we'll save that. We'll save that for next week. We'll really recap it next week. Okay, okay, okay. Little teaser, little teaser. So yeah, stick around. Um, we got the Bufas Pro Bowl this this week, and it's not even the cool Pro Bowl. Like you know. I wish they just kept the Pro Bowl to like skills challenges. Yeah, like, for real. That's all I want. And but they're starting to slowly get rid of it because of all the injury concerns or whatever. But they don't even tackle. They don't even tackle. Well, like they're afraid like, of like twisting an ankle or some shit. Oh yeah. Okay. You, you ever watch it like the ones back in the day where like um they used to do the bench press and shit like that? Man, the skill challenges back in the day were awesome. You know, my favorite <laughs> shit, so I grew up, I'm the MTV generation, okay? I'm older than these guys. I'm older than JoJo, I'm older than Jewel. I remember when it was around Super Bowl time, I always watched MTV all the time, and they would do, like, fucking celebrity, like, shit, where they have just have wild shit, where, like, oh, you, there's a guy sitting on a couch behind the end zone. If you throw it to him, that's worth, like, 10 points or some shit. It was just, I like, remember that. yeah, they used to have fun games. Like, um, uh, they kind of did it uh, a couple years ago, um, where they did, um, more, like you said, more skills challenge where the quarterbacks are like um, maybe throwing, hitting targets or whatever, doing like some yeah. shuttle run. They did it like they did it last year, but last year the only thing they really did was like for the quarterbacks, they did like um, these target, like long distance targets, but that was yeah. it. But I want to see like some crazier challenges, like I don't know, like hitting 
more elaborate targets or I want to see like a straight up 40 yard like race. I want to see like a 40 yard dash race. Yeah. I, I prefer the skills challenge. I think they did it um with Jarvis Landry. I think because the game, the game is yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't ever watch the game. Hell, I never ever watch the game. <laughs> but like if they the have like a skill challenge, I think I saw a skill challenge with the wide receivers where they're like catching we have to catch one hand or two hand. You have to a diving catch, a toe tap, you know, different shit like that. Like that is more fun to me. Like it seemed kind of like uh yeah. I guess all star weekend where they do like the three point challenge and they do yeah, whatever. the problem Maybe. is just the injury thing. I, that, that's what I, I last heard. I was looking into it's just, I guess, the injury concern because if something was to happen. But, man, the, I really wish they'd bring that back. And I always thought the bench press was cool. Like, But they yeah. haven't done that in forever. But I remember – I even remember having, like, Madden 07 or Madden 06 or whatever it was and doing, like, the Pro Bowl challenges in the thing. And I remember having to do the bench press in there with the 40-yard death. Sure. I don't even know what else would be awesome. Like, maybe, like – I don't know, like maybe like one on one moss. Like, I don't know, like, Pro Bowl's trash. Pro Bowl games trash. Don't watch it. Turn it off. They just need to do something. They need to do something. Something that, like, they need to take it back to Hawaii, honestly. Like, what the fuck are they doing in Orlando, bro? Like, <laughs> you're, you're making even more of a reason for people not to care. Like, at least, like, back in Hawaii, like, it was cool. Like, who wouldn't want to go there? Like, yeah, they always bring their families. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like a anybody deal. can go to fuck. Everybody can. Anybody can go to fucking Orlando. Orlando. Like, I, I never understood why they left or Hawaii for like Arizona and like Orlando. No, you want these guys to come out and do it? Take them out to Hawaii. They'll totally be down to do that. Maybe do like golf challenges or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Some cool. Like, I'd be down to watch some like players play fucking golf. Like, I, I might be down to see that. <laughs> I don't know, or like hitting it the farthest, or you know, it'd be cool. Like I always thought it'd be awesome, but like you, you see, like the these guys play other sports. I mean, they kind of like, do seeing them play other football. sports against people in the profession of that sports. Like seeing like the Los Angeles Lakers play against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a hockey, like or some shit like oh, that. Oh, okay. Why <laughs> would they even do something more dangerous than football? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like. I mean, they kind of do fun. shit like that already with like golf tournaments, you know, charity tournaments and shit. Yeah, but golf soft, is pretty soft golf. They do that stuff. I'm sorry, um, but golf's golf slam. Golf's so boring. I mean, people golf's like a retired man sport. I know it's for retired old men who are not in shape because they can do it. It doesn't take that much, you know, physical. Or physical. rich kids. Yeah. Rich kids who can pay to go to a country club. I, I've never golfed. I've only putt putt, so I don't know. I played top golf. That was about top it. Golf? Uh, I'm not, I want to go. I've done driving ranges. That's it. I've never actually. You know, there's actually a golf course right next to me. Oh, I remember. You yeah. Like you could play for like ten bucks, and uh, I might do I, it one day. I might get I, into golf. Fuck it. I drove by that one. I think that one. I think they filmed fucking. Uh, there's something about Mary there. I think that's the one where there's like a scene at a golf thing. Look it up, man. Okay, I'm talking about some old man shit right now. If you watch this, <laughs> there's a scene where they're at a golfing range or whatever. He's like discussing thing. I think it, that's the one by your house. Maybe. Look it up, look it up. But the only reason why I went by your house is because this past weekend we did watch UFC this weekend uh together. The UFC fight. Before Jojo left for you know Buffalo. Um we did <laughs> yeah. together, you know, we were distant. That was before the game. He was actually talking about he he couldn't stop talking about the Buffalo game yeah. that whole night. We <laughs> we're like over here watching all the fights and everything. He's like, yo, I can't wait for this Buffalo game. <laughs> then so, I didn't hear a word <laughs> the next day after. Um, 
Uh, want to talk about UFC? What do you what, what do you want to talk about? You just want to talk about the main fight, or you want to talk about the lead ups? I mean, we we watched. Um, the- yeah, we watched the prelims, but the the card was kind of whack. Honestly, like there was no like there was nobody I really cared to see. Um, that second to last, the co main event was pretty. That was a, that dude knocked the fuck out of that one guy, and then did like a backflip off the cage. Yeah. Oh, the guy. Also, I don't. Even, I don't, I, I don't even, guy, yeah, it was it was a short match too. Wasn't it like a Bellator, first right? round knockout? That was the guy his was debut for Bellator, right? The yeah, Bellator. the guy. He he. Yeah. Um. Fuck. What's his name? Let me see. I think it was Michael Chandler or something like that. Um. Let's pull it up here. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was it was his debut. Because we're sitting there, we're like half talking, having conversations, just talking amongst ourselves, talking bullshit. We're like. It wasn't even on that loud. We didn't turn on the, the volume until the McConnor. <laughs> yeah. McConnor fight. McConnor. The McConnor. You say McConnor, but you get what I'm talking about. Conor McGregor. Um, like. We're like half talking, eating pizza, drinking beer, uh, just bullshitting until the, the real fight started, I guess, or the main event. Um, um, but that Bellator dude. Here we go. But he, he's legit. He's like, he's won fights or he's beat fighters. Uh, Michael Chandler. This is what the guy's name was. Michael Chandler. Yeah, he knocked him out. Like, can you have TKO round one, two, uh, two minutes, 30 seconds? You're the English yeah. dude. You know, the English dude who was like the, I think his nickname Australian. was Australian. Or Zeal- New, Ze- New Zealander. His name was like the Hangman or something. It was like something I was like, oh, man. Yeah, Dan Hooker. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, yeah, I've heard of Dan Hooker. I, he was the only other guy I really like heard of on there. These other fights I didn't really care about. The girl fights, the woman fights kind of sucked. But yeah, dude, I mean, this guy, 17 to 24 total strikes, and then uh, 12 and 17 to the head, 4 to 6 to the body. Like, yeah. dude, I think the, 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 fuck out. the New Zealand dude, he was mainly kicking. Like, uh, he was kind of striking. And he, it was weird because he had, he's the longer, I think he had a longer reach, longer kick because he's way taller than uh, Chandler. I, I and believe he, so. His main his main fighting was uh Yeah, he was six foot five, one fifty-five. Yeah, he was mainly kicking and striking, but he really wasn't attacking. Like and and this Chandler dude came at him and just fucking he couldn't fight. He was putting his hands up, guarding, wasn't throwing punches. So that was it for yeah, that fight. Yeah. And then we went to the main event, which everybody has been waiting for, which was Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, which Wow, I'm actually looking at these stats. I'm kind of surprised. I didn't realize they're pretty similar in total strikes. And then Poirier actually landed more significant strikes. That's actually kind of surprising because watching that fight, it looked like Connor was winning standing up, like striking, like the yeah. whole time. So, like, Dustin Poirier took him down um, in the first round, I believe. And then. Yeah, I remember he caught him yeah. caught up against the fence. <laughs> like, oh, you better get off that yeah. fence. Yeah, he they then they're like fucking around on the fence for a little bit. Then Connor started hitting some of those shoulder hits he normally that he did last yeah. time against um Cerrone. And then they kind of boxed for a little bit. And then when they were standing up striking, I think where a lot of these total strikes came from was when he had him pinned or t- on the fence. I, I'm pretty sure. Because I know for a fact when they were standing up and striking, like it wasn't even close. Like it yeah. seemed like Connor was winning that whole that whole time. Connor was outboxing the hell out of him. Like Connor was like he was sneaking him in with left yeah, jabs. He was, like, and, he was picking the spots as far as like punching. Like he was always picking the spots, uh, striking that first round. Um, so like when I saw this for the end of the, the, end of the first round, I'm like Connor's got this. And if this goes 
to the second round, this guy uh, uh, Poirier is not gonna he's not gonna be standing because. But, but Poirier was chipping at his legs. I mean, as you can see here, eighteen to th- eighteen out of twenty one um, leg kicks. Like, and I remember seeing that he was kicking his cast. But I'm like, whatever. I mean, he keeps on pounding him in the head because I. So that's why I'm really surprised to see that he actually landed way more significant strikes because watching it, like I said, it had been, the, but like watching it, like boxing Connor was winning that boxing match. Yeah. He was winning it, but then he just got caught. He got caught. He got rocked big time. And he just, that's all it takes. All it takes is one hit. That's all it takes. And I was really surprised. I mean, I, I I'm not, well, I'll take that back. I'm not super surprised. Like Dustin Fourier is a really good fighter and he's not the same guy that Connor faced six, seven years ago in 2014. He, he's gone through the gauntlet. He is <clears throat> beating out everybody in the lightweight division. Dustin Poirier is on fire right now. And um, I think Connor, Connor's even openly talked about, like, he needs to fight more. He's talked about how he wants to fight more. And, and I think last year was kind of a hit. I think the UFC didn't really want to fight him because they didn't want to pay him the money he was asking for, especially because there's no fans and no box office. And I think this year he's going to fight a lot more. Um, he he's talking about wanting to have like three fights in this year, which I think he should. I think he should fight more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor fights again and he loses and he retires like for good. You think so? But think I think it, I think as long as he's winning, he's going to keep on fighting. Yeah, because I think I, I think I, I think his final goal is he wants to get the belt one more time. I think if he gets the belt one more time, then he's calling it because I think he really wants to end on top. And I don't, I don't think he likes the idea that he uh, he he lost the belt. Like Connor hasn't won a fight since 2016 against Eddie Alvarez. Like Con- he had, he he lost to Khabib. He um, he fought Mayweather. He did all that. Um, well, he beat Cerrone, but um, other than that fight. I mean, and Cerrone was uh, the ghost of Cerrone, honestly. Some people call it because Cerrone was so old and he's just the, he, he retired that after that fight. But I think Connor comes back. Um, he just needs to fight more. He needs to be more active. And I think he, he has to go through the, he has to go through the ringer, though. He's going to have to win like probably three fights to get a yeah. title shot. He admitted to so much, you know, after, at the end of the in the post-ring fight, he actually snuck around and, like, you know, was, was talking. Um, and he admitted, he's like, yeah, I need more fights. I hadn't fought since, what, 2019, I think he said? Uh, so last year. Been, oh, last, okay. just, just over a year. But before that, he didn't fight for, like, two years. Yeah. So um, I think he's going to stick around. Um, I think this is bad for his brand, like, whatever, you know, he's the shit talker whatever but i mean you keep losing like your that steam that steam goes goes away you know what i mean uh i think they're gonna give him a friendly matchup this next one and they're gonna give pair him up with another striker because he just hasn't fared well against wrestlers and i think they're gonna put him up against a striker a mid-level like maybe rank six or seven striker and then let him get a let him get a win and then after that they'll probably give him a pretty serious maybe this michael chandler guy depending who, who he might fight next, because this guy is definitely going to get ranked and be pushing for title contention because this guy apparently is just, he was killing it in the in Bellator, and now yeah, he that's, just that's what they say. flash in his uh, UFC debut. They say he's legit. You know what I mean? That he's fought legit fighters in the Bellator. I mean, and this was his debut. It came out pretty good. 
Um, the overall for Chandler, I think his overall fight was, uh, it was okay. Like it was definitely overmatched. Like I said, this guy was had more reach, taller, longer, and uh, he came out with a big, a big win. Um, but hey, as Hooker's no joke. Yeah. But as far as McC uh, <laughs> say McConnor again. McConnor. <laughs> as far as McGregor, um, I think he's gonna stay in the league. I mean, he's gonna stay in the UFC. Like, there's too much money to be made. He's he's their prime. Like, who who's other? I mean, you're. you're I don't think he's fighting. I don't think he's fighting for the money. This man's got so much money. I think he's fighting for the glory. I think he really wants the belt one more time. Listen, if that proper twelve was doing well, he wouldn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I feel like he just right into the sunset. You know what I mean? He'd buy a stock in you know some Game Stock. And, you know, well, it's like with that um that famous oh my god I can't remember I don't know if it was Rory Jones I think it was it's like it's a hard it's hard getting up at five in the morning in silk pajamas oh that's so it's bad. hard getting up five in the morning in silk pajamas and it's true it's true I mean you have these guys that are just they're hungrier they just yeah. they you know like you got a guy like Poirier I mean they're hungry man they want to want that belt and. But I think they're going to end up giving him, like, I don't want to say a cupcake, but, like, I think they're going to give him a favorable matchup. And then, because, I mean, it's in the UFC's best interest to keep him fighting. Yeah. And then who's to say maybe at the end of his contract, he goes free agent or retires or what? I don't see him going anywhere else. I don't see well, him going to Bellator or nothing like that. But So um, I'm looking at the schedule. What's the next UFC? Um, what's the next fight you should be looking forward to? Uh, as far the as next fight is going to be this Kamara Usman. Here it is right here. And Gilbert Burns. And we got Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. Um, these other three on the main event, I don't really know who they are. But the co-main event and this main event's not bad. I'm actually kind of excited for this. This one's going to be a good one. We should watch this one. Kamara Usman is just like the dude's on. That dude's a freak of nature, man. Like that guy, he is so Fucking yoked for 170. He is so jacked, bro. Like, like I mean, he put uh, Tyler Ty Tyron Woodley on his ass. Like, and Tyron Woodley's like he's another guy that's like completely fucking jacked. And then he put him on his ass, and then he put fucking um, Jorge uh, Masvidal on his ass too. Which... I mean, he's kind of stomping the shit out of his feet. I mean, was that a really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. But the thing is, I didn't see Masvidal winning that fight, man. Masvidal, he, he's not a good wrestler. Well, his wrestling is doesn't compare to Usman. Usman is going to be. He's probably one of the best wrestlers. In yeah, the didn't league. he wrestle in college? I think was he a college wrestler? Or, Who you know, Usman? Usman? Yeah, where does he come from? Where was his background? Do you remember? Uh, well, he's Nigerian, but I believe he is he from like Wisconsin or some shit. Let me see. I know he's Nigerian. I, but... I believed he. Uh, he wrestled actually. Now that you bring it up, let me see. I'm looking now at his college, NCAA Division II wrestling. Where do you go to school? You? That was it. He went to uh, Nebraska Kearney Loopers. Collegiate oh, so wrestling. he wasn't like big name. Well, he won uh, bronze 2008, silver 2009, and he won a gold in 2010 at Omaha at the 174. Uh, so he was a college wrestler, so you know. But he D two. So okay, yeah. so he wasn't like I mean, yeah, his wrestling is probably a strength, but he's not like he wasn't. But now, I mean, he makes up for it now. Yeah. Now he's a beast wrestler, like. So, <clears throat> I 
I know the name Gilbert Burns. I've seen a fight. I don't know too much about him. I'll probably look more into him once uh gets closer. This Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman fight is going to be interesting. Chris Weidman's kind of old now, and he's been kind of washed for a while. I'm not a huge fan of him. He was the one that took down um, the great Anderson, the spider Silva, when he snapped his leg. So oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's the next uh, UFC fight. What I'm really pumped about is uh, UFC 260 in March 27th. You got Stipe Miocek versus Francis Ngannou. That's going to be one hell of a fight. I am super down for this one. Um, then you got Alexander Velosky and Brian Ortega for the featherweight. But yeah, that's the one I'm super pumped for. That one's going to be fucking insane. Was that in March? I bet you whoever fights this guy, I I don't know. One of these two fighters is going to fight John Jones, 100%. All right. So I'm definitely going to look at that. I'm definitely a John Jones fan. I'll I'll be looking out for that fight. But that's not for, you know, a couple months now. I think March it says. So so. we'll definitely uh, do another watch. Oh, Adesanya's fighting. I've I've missed this. March 6th. All right. John Baloch. Yeah, this is a whole good uh yeah, so we had the McGregor fight. We're gonna have Usman. Um gonna have Adesanya, and then we're gonna have the heavyweights. Oh, and Amanda Nunez. All right, so this isn't a bad card either. Wow. All right. The one thing I've noticed though, like I think with COVID and everything, the UFC <coughs> they haven't had like any like crazy cards yet. They've been saving like Everything for like one fight, maybe two. Like this one's like yeah, two title fights. But I noticed they. I don't know if maybe the amount of money they're able to pay the fighters right now because not having a arena. But like, uh, I noticed they've been only really keep keeping like one like good fight, maybe two. But hopefully that changes soon because I kind of hate paying for a whole card just to get like one good fight. You know, reminds but- me of boxing back in the day. Are they always free? Because you had the ESPN Plus, uh, the ESPN Plus app. Is so all, all those are streaming, right? Because they have a deal. The UFC has a deal. No, with you need to have ES. You need to have ESPN Plus to buy pay per views, which is kind of bullshit. So you have to sign up for the subscription service, which I have because I have like the Disney Plus bundle thing. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I <coughs> it granted me I was eligible to buy it, so then I bought it, and then um. Me and JoJo split it because you got the food and whatnot. So, oh, okay. But yeah, it uh, it is it's kind of stupid. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish you could just buy it outright, or at least if you have ESPN Plus, at least give me like a discount or something. Like you know, charge seventy dollars for like a random person, and if you have ESPN Plus, make it like I don't know, like fifty bucks. Whatever. Yeah. What can you do? But all right, let's get into back to the NFL with some Deshaun Watson because a lot of shit is heating up with that right now because he actually today just declared that he officially wants to be traded from his agent. Like he, which supposedly they've talked about, they said that it's been official for since a couple of weeks now, but like now it's really came out that he's calling for a trade, which is going to be really interesting to see because Houston already came out. Um, I don't know if it's the owner or the GM said that they're not trading him. Yeah, I saw that. And today. Houston, Houston just brought in their coach, their new coach. 
Um, he was the assistant coach for the Baltimore Ravens, and he's been assistant coach for like decades, apparently. He's never been a coordinator. So, yeah, where do you think yeah. he's going to end up? Um, I honestly think because his contract is he doesn't, you know, he has a no trade contract in his clause, and if he's going to want to be traded, he's going to have to like rip up. I don't know. I'm not sure the legalities as far as the league and the players. You I think he has a decision on where he goes. <clears throat> yeah, well, that, he has a decision if they want to restructure his contract, you know, rip it up and make a new one. Um, like I don't know if that's actually plausible. Or, I know in real life you can break it. You go, you can't tear up contracts as long as both parties agree that they can change the contract and they can. Well, no. But I, I don't know. Think, I think how this is going to go. I I think he, whoever's trading for him, they're taking that contract with them. No, I'm almost a hundred percent on that one. They're going to take it with them. What I remember hearing too, though, is within his contract, or maybe it's something to do with no trade clause contracts that they have a choice. Like they can say no to a trade. Uh, some something with yeah. his contract. He's 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 able to say no to it. So if they want to send well, him to well, New York or whatever, like he he can say no. That, that's what I've been most confused about. Because when you say a no trade contract, it means you can't even touch my contract. My contract, I'm standing here in Houston. There's always a way to move it. it. There, there's always have, a way to move it. Sometimes they have player options. So like I, I I didn't hear anything about a player option because if that was in, that was possible, then obviously then you know him going to Miami. Well, they, they're ain't moving that possible. contract. They're not changing that. Tra- I mean, he just signed that contract this past off season. So like. That, well, that's what I'm saying. And I think in the real world, you can tear up contracts as long as both parties agree and just make a new one. I don't know if that's actually feasible. Like, I've never heard of anybody doing that in the NFL. Where they're just like, oh, yeah, you know that contract I just signed for all that money? Uh, just rip it up and we'll make a new one like this year. I don't know how that rules. Um, but obviously, he's disgruntled. And, you know, the Houston Texans came out and they said, we have no interest in getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Um to me, I think I think all this trade rumor because you know as a Miami Dolphins fan, they talk about oh, what are you gonna get, get rid of Tua, get 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 Watson, get Watson, it's an upgrade. <laughs> I like I see no feasible path to get Watson, and even if he did, you get to give up so much. Um, oh no, I think all right. So Houston, they're saying that they're not going to trade him. I think, I mean, I think that's just tactics. I think they're, but I honestly think if they were given the right deal, they would do it. I think I really think if Dolphins pull the trade off, they get Tua. You get your first two round. You get the two first two round, two first round picks. I think they pull the trigger on that. I think they take it. Uh, I mean, some people like to throw out the Jacksonville thing, which is not, there's no way they're doing it. But I mean, honestly, like Houston to be say hypothetically, if Jacksonville did want to do it, like the Houston would be stupid not to take it and they'll take it in a heartbeat. I mean, all Houston wants is to get rid of this like nonsense. So like, yeah, I mean, if Houston was to come in and like dolphins were like, look, we'll give you two, a third round pick our third overall pick and our other second, other first round pick. I think they hop on that and maybe a couple more, maybe either a player or more, or maybe a second round pick. I think, I think they take that. I don't see why they wouldn't. And like, same thing with like with Jacksonville. I mean, like, if, who who the hell would say like no to that? Like, oh, you want Trevor Lawrence? All right, here you go. Like, but I I wouldn't want that, and I don't think they would do interdivision trade like that. So if they're gonna, I wouldn't be surprised they sent him off to the AFC. I mean, the, the NFC or for sure out of the division. I don't see him going to the Colts or whatever. But 
I don't, I mean, dude, if I was Miami, I think about it, man. No, nah, I think, I think, I don't think Tua will ever be as good as him. I, I really don't. Uh, that don't might be true. That, that might be true. Especially, I think for now, you can, I think you can say by the numbers empirically that that is true. Um, but, um, I think as far as Watson comes to Miami, not with this contract, not in these, you know, not in this situation with his contract. I think you're more likely to see, you know, like Matt Stafford or uh, Aaron Rodgers come to Miami before Watson is even in the conversation. So, to me, it's I like even the Jets. I can see the Jets going. I think the Jet, the Jets have the capital to do it. I mean, you got the second overall pick. You got Sam Darnold. You got another first round pick. The Jets might pull the trigger and do it with this new coach, Robert Sala. So. <laughs> Uh, but it is hard. It's hard because first off, it's going to be a bitch to move him because he's worth so much. Yeah, it's going to be super hard to move him. And do you? And then you just got a new coach and a new GM, and you want to be the your first move as a GM is to trade away your star quarterback. The the one thing, the number one thing to do as a GM in this league or a coach. Was the one thing that you have to do first? Find sure. a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And you want your first move to be getting rid of it. But he, he, check out this right here. So share my screen. Yeah. So it's like it's here's Houston's leverage if you use they can find Deshaun Watson up to ninety five thousand eight hundred and seventy seven dollars for missing minicamp. They can find him fifty thousand dollars per day each day for training camp missed plus one week salary. Which and and a hundred and twenty thousand dollars, six hundred and twenty thousand dollars for each preseason game missed. And if he retires, Texans can collect two twenty one point six million. But like they could find the shit out of him if they could. Yeah, but okay. So you find. Uh, uh, let's let me talk about. You know, I don't. But even I think know. that'd make him. I think yeah. that'd make him more mad, though. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. That, he's already disgruntled. He's already pissed off, and he already wants to leave. Like, do you think? finding him is going to make him like, Oh, okay. Now you're going to find me. Okay. Let me play with the team now. Like, you know, with a guy with his value that he can offer to any other team, like money, you know, being a premier player in the league like that, I don't think that's a big motivator. Like he could probably make that in whatever shoe contract or whatever endorsement um, money. Make, he, you know what I mean? Like that, that finding him is not going to motivate him to play for you or make him feel better about being on the Houston Texans. Well, it's apparently it's this Easter B guy. Have you heard yeah. of that name? Yeah, uh, apparently he was like the he was like the the lead uh like pastor. I'm not pastor. I can't think of the word at the top of my head for like the Patriots. Oh yeah, like the chaplain. <laughs> chaplain. Chaplain, the lead chaplain, and now he's like a higher up figure in Houston. It's insane to me. It's so crazy. Yeah. I don't know what Houston is like, man. They're so obsessed with like the New England way. I mean, why would you pick up? You just got rid of Bill O'Brien, and now you're going to get another GM, Nick Casario, as like player personnel for the New England Patriots. I don't know, but obviously it didn't work last time. And Patriot players, almost Patriot people that come from that tree, don't ever really turn out to be something. I mean, obviously we'll see with Flores and we'll see with Vrabel, but all these other guys have fucking shit the bed. But. Oh, see, I, I, I'm really curious. I, I really don't know what to expect from this. Like, I really don't know. I don't, is he going to get traded? Like, it's going to be hard. They'd have to rip it. Like I said, I think they have to rip the contract and 
from right now, what they've put on his, on social media, Houston Texans are not interested in doing anything with the contract except. Uh, well, you would have to look that up. I'm not sure if that's the because all I all I hear is about trading him with that contract. I don't know if you can just get rid of that contract. Well, I don't. I, that's the thing. If he has a no trade contract, then you can't do anything <laughs> because legally you cannot trade him. So what do you what are you trading? <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless they th- decide to dissolve it. Throw it away, write up a new one where, oh, yes, you can trade me only if I agree to be traded. And then, I mean, unless something. Well, no, I, th- I think that's what the no trade clause is right now. Oh, I, thought no clause, I, thought no, I thought that no trade clause was like nothing. You cannot trade at all. Sometimes there's player options where you can ask a player, like, uh, like you have to get player approval to get traded. Sometimes that's in the contract. But from what I've heard indicated, you know, I didn't read his damn contract. I didn't write it up. I'm just hearing stuff on the news. It's just none. Like in my in my mind, it's like no, you cannot trade nothing at all. Like it's not like a player option. Like oh, you can trade me if I agree. It's like no, you cannot trade me. That's what I. That's what I know. I don't know. We'll see, man. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be much, much to make about. I think he's just gonna be disgruntled coming up to next year. We'll see if he. I, yeah, I assume I he's gonna be professional and go to practice because there's nothing, you know, I, I, you know, there's nothing previously about Deshaun Watson about him not showing up to practice or him showing up late to to meetings or whatever. Um, I. I have all I have faith that he's going to be a true professional and just show up. He'll be pissed off. Maybe he won't be happy and he'll be disgruntled. But um, you know, we'll wait to see. We still got a Super Bowl to play, so in due time, we'll see how much he gets fined or if anything changes. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to keep on the topic of trades. It seems like a trade that's pretty close to happening, probably within this week or next week, is your boy right here, Matthew Stafford. Which, honestly, man. When you think about it, like this guy's been through so much shit. Like, and the Detroit Lions fans, they actually want him to be traded. They want him to go somewhere and actually win. Because out of all that suffering that they've been through, like he's been the only bright side. And it's so weird because usually when you think of a team that's like not playing well or they suck or whatever, you think, oh, they have a shitty quarterback. This hasn't been the case for Detroit for like the past. 12 years that he's or 10 years he's been in the league because I think he got drafted in 09 but like he has played lights out like his whole career like he's had like he he's not an up and down quarterback he's pretty consistent he's always put up stats he's he's been a real professional like he's and he's dealt with some shit I mean he got they got Calvin Johnson was gone uh, he's he, he's lost countless players, and I think what sent him over the edge was actually his offensive coordinator, who um, just so happened to be that the Jaguars picked up Daryl Bevel as our OC. So when they got rid of him and he moved on to come over here to Jacksonville, that was like the final straw for Matthew Stafford, and he wants out, which he should. I mean, I want him to go somewhere where he can win, and the two top destinations everybody's talking about is the Colts and the 49ers, which – I I don't want him to see him go to the Colts. I don't want him in my division. I don't because I know if Matt Stafford steps in that Colts, because the Colts are literally a quarterback away. They have a stacked defense. They got receivers. They got a running game. They got a one of the best O-lines in the league. They got a good coach. They are literally a quarterback away. And that's usually that's rare because usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the other way around. And for them, like they literally just need a piece. So like, and I the Colts. Heard that, 
was gonna say, no. and the Colts were literally like a freaking touchdown away. The last play that I saw from the Colts is Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers heaving it up like five yards short on the last play. Of fucking <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> His fucking arm was shot, buddy. Well, go ahead before I interrupt. You. But same for San Francisco. San Francisco is the same way. I mean, San Francisco has a, they have a really good run game. They got a really good O line. They got they got weapons with George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Your defense is stacked. Like you got a really good defense. The only reason they were kind of bad this year was due to injury. They had a lot of injured players. You plug Matt Stafford in there because I was never a Jimmy G believer. I always thought Jimmy G was ass, especially after all of us saw him fucking miss uh, that guy in the touchdown for the Super Bowl by like twenty fucking yards. And I was like, "Yep, just like I said, Jimmy G is not the fucking guy." So you throw Matt Stafford in there, they're immediately Super Bowl. Can wherever Matt Staff Matt Stafford's not going to go to no, no scrub team, and it's he shouldn't. He's been on a scrub team for like ten years. Yeah, I think he if I go to the Colts or go to the 49ers, um, from what I heard that they that they said that the Colts um, that reports are saying that um, the 49ers were offering two second round picks and two third round picks for Matthew Stafford, which is interesting because I thought for sure they would have to give up a first rounder. Um, uh, but a lot of people believe that's kind of they're playing yeah, kind of hardball with yeah, the Colts. Up, so start short, you know, start receive. Yeah. That's you know enough, enough, a little. I think, bit. I think the Colts would give up a first rounder. Um, like I said, I don't want to see him in the Colts because I don't want to, I don't want to go against him two years. I mean, two games in the season, um, two times a year. I really like to see him in San Francisco, but we'll see. I mean, it's interesting. I, I just, I, I wish him the best because I've always been a Matt Stafford fan. I've always thought like, man, it's such bullshit. And I like, I literally can't think him and maybe Philip Rivers are the only people I can think of that have played for so long and nobody's ever blamed them for like not winning. Like they're, they're the only two. I'm looking now, as far as this year, I, I see that San Francisco has a 12th position in the draft this year, but Detroit has number seven. So they, Detroit definitely has a higher pick than San Francisco. Um, if I had to pick, if I was Matthew Stafford, I would want to go to the Colts. I think they have a better option. You know, although the 49ers this year, it was just, they were just decimated by injuries and COVID from beginning to end. Like they had no chance. They got kicked out of their own state. They got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had. No, Arizona. They had one of the worst seasons. If you're a 49ers fan, like you guys had one of the worst seasons. Just, just a travesty, a tragedy of the season. Well, that's another thing, too, that it, I, I didn't even think about this, but like, it could probably be another reason why he might rather go to the Colts. I mean, with the state of like how the Bay area is and like how strict their regulations and everything are. And like, they can't even practice or like play in their own city. Like, do you even want to go through that? Like, do you want to have to go through like kind of having to buy a house in the Bay area, but yet you're working in like Arizona because your city doesn't let you play or do you just want to go to the Colts where there's less regulation to where you can like practice in your own facility? You can play home games in front of fans. Like, you know, do you, do you want to go through that hassle of being in California right now? Or do you yeah. go to Indy? 
I think that's going to change over the summer, obviously, with uh, with stuff rolling out as far as the vaccines rolling out. And um, it'll change, I think, by next year. I think we'll still be having the effects of it, but I don't think that should be like a major decision, like a deal breaker or whatever. Um, I don't know. California's I, been kind of they've been kind of iffy. I, I think the Colts are a better option as far as Matt Stafford. If, they, if he gets straight to the Colts, I mean, I think they're, they're a little bit more situated, more. Yeah, you got Jonathan like- Taylor, Pittman Jr.'s coming around. Uh, T.Y. is probably going to still be there. I think they pick up another guy um, somewhere. Like I said, they have the number seven pick, so they have a pretty high draft pick. I don't know what they're going to pick, but if they wanted to pick somebody pretty good, I mean, picking the seventh best college player is a pretty good spot to be. They're probably taking a QB. If if Stafford's getting traded, they're taking a QB. So uh, we'll see. We'll see with that. Justin um, Fields? <laughs> that's what everybody's saying. Like, yeah, Justin Fields. I don't know. I want to end this year or this episode talking about, you know, recent events, things that's going on. So <laughs> over this past weekend, you know, uh, there was a, uh, what do you want to call? How, what do I say? I don't want to say like a situation. There was like a, uh, uh, a, I want to say revolution that went on. <laughs> revolution. <laughs> a revolution that went on. Um, and I'll promise you this is sports related because we're going to get to it. Um, Julian has the uh, tabs he's going to pull up. Um, oh, yeah. But there's kind of a revolution. I guess there's a Reddit page, uh, Wall Street Bets, and they saw stuff going on in the market. Um, these companies that are on Wall Street, they're, they're betting on companies to lose money and go down. What they call shorting. I don't know if you all saw the, the movie The Big Short. It's all about betting on a loser, right? Uh, betting on something to blow up. So this uh, little Reddit uh, community, they said, screw this. We're going to bet on the little guy and we're going to raise uh, 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 the, the stock price of, of these little guys like GameStop, uh, AMC, Nokia. Uh, what was the other one? I don't know. Uh, uh, there's another one, BlackBerry. Um, we're we're going to bet on these little guys, change their stock prices, make them go up. Um, so they're kind of sticking it to the man kind of. And that was, that's was that been the biggest thing that's going on this past weekend. Um and it's, it is sports related because a lot of these uh, hedge funds guys, all these Wall Street guys, a lot of them, they make their money. And what do they do with their money? They buy yachts, they buy Ferraris, and they buy sports teams. So um, one of the um, the central to the story is this uh, company called, was it uh, Media Capital? Uh, um, let me pull it up because I have here. Oh, Melvin oh, Capital. We, we have the guy from um, from the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Julian has right here uh, about the Charlotte Hornets. Um, so uh, so at the center of this, uh, of this, the little guy beating up the big guy, uh, the big guy is this company called Melvin Capital. And the owner of this is called, uh, or the CEO of it is called Gabe uh, Plotkin. Now, Gabe Plotkin is a part of this hedge fund that kind of, they, they bet on losers, right? The part of their portfolio of making money is that when other companies lose money, they make money. Um, so he's kind of the center of this, and he's actually part owner of the Charlotte Hornets. And the Charlotte Hornets, obviously, an NBA team, Michael Jordan. He's partners with Michael Jordans with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, uh, so, you know, and not only Gabe Kaplan, because uh, this this company, Melvin Capital, is at the center of this Wall Street bets revolution. Um, also, uh, uh, other teams. So, like, uh, the New York Mets, if you scroll down. Right here, the Golden uh, State Warriors are one of the bigger – a very deep talkative player on the other side of the bet is Golden State Warrior investor Champ Math. I don't know how to say that dude's name. 
So yeah, so all these all these Wall Street guys, they they go in and they're part owners or uh, in in conglomerates with uh, other teams. So like uh, right here, if you read down further on this uh, on this article from True Hoops, you see the New York Mets are run by celebrity billionaire Stephen A. Cohen, uh, uh, Plotkin, who's the guy, this Melvin Capital guy. Uh, is one of the top uh, managers uh, for uh, Cohen's uh, Capital Advisors, which is another company. Uh, so this guy, Palakin, part owner of the Charlotte Hornets, runs his hedge funds, bets on losers, and and Reddit wanted to punch it to the man. They want to punch up to the man. Also in this involved is baseball. New York Mets owner is also uh, a part of this um, uh, hedge fund, part of his uh, the way he makes money uh, investing in, in capital. Uh, is through uh, Gabe Plotkin's Melvin Capital. Um, he's invested in this part of this company. So even though it uh, over this weekend it was uh, like a financial story, just like these guys, this internet, the internet fighting Wall Street. Um, you know, it is a sports story. There are these these teams. These things are interrelated, right? They're you know, uh, uh, business, sports, business, finance. They're all interconnected. And Julian, I just kind of like to get your opinion of like uh, what you thought of this weekend, uh, like how much you learned, because I had to learn some of this stuff too. I know about uh, shorting a little bit because, you know, I watched the movie The Big Short. It was where I kind of learned a little bit. Now, I'm not an expert. I just know like surface level of like who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. And um, uh, I just wanted to, Julian, get your opinion of like what you thought of this weekend. Was it a learning experience? What did you know? How do you, you know, what, what is your whole thing, your whole take on this? Um, yeah, I had no idea what was going on until somebody from my work were talking about the AMC and GameStop and then my boss bought some GameStop stock. Um, I actually did not know anything about these owners and everything and how they were like involved and, and all this stuff. I, I had no idea. I, I didn't know they're in this until Gabe just brought it up now. But I mean, what I no, Yeah, I actually, I learned, I learned about, cause I didn't know about shorting. Um, so I actually like sat down, just like watched a video about it. Basically, like overview of like how you know you borrow a, a stock from a a broker and then you sell that stock, and then as it's going down, you then rebuy the stock at a lower price, and then you send it off and you, you pocket money, uh, and then you buy it back, and then you give the broker the stock price and then whatever the commission is on top of that, and then you pocket the rest of it. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of hilarious. Honestly, it's it's funny. It, it it's it's really funny. And apparently, this is something that's it, they've done forever. And um, it's just something they've they've always done to like companies who are failing. And I mean, it's not like you're. I mean, it's not like you're really hurting anybody from what it seems like to me. Because at the end of the day, these companies are going out of business anyways. You're just managing the stocks. Uh, of how to still make it profitable while this company is slowly going out of business. And I guess these people on Reddit were just like, Hey, it, it almost came off like a prank almost where it was yeah. like, Hey, let's just fuck with them. And I think as of right now, they're still holding the line on them. Yeah, I think like, you see all these memes and all these people's like, don't sell. Don't sell. <laughs> Hold I line. heard of one like, kid, he turned 50 K into 15 million and all this. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Let me see where it's at now. If you wanted to switch, I want to put on some of the memes because I love being on Twitter. We have our Twitter handle at Real Fans Podcast. Um, but right here, the stock price is still at three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. It's like it a went up. Uh, it last week, yeah, last week was like, dude. 
eight ten dollars and then went up to 40 and now it's up to like 300 200 400 it's still holding around that's why yeah and people are holding the line people people really aren't doing it it's funny how <laughs> yeah. they're like really holding it just to yeah. hold it as long as possible to screw all these people over it's you know, <laughs> i was kind of watching this weekend and i i just watched on twitter like i didn't know anybody just read a hand or whatever so i was kind of learning just like everybody else and julian if you want to switch over to my screen yeah to some of the memes that were going on <laughs> so we have games like this one you know what I mean? It says AMC BB Dodge. It's just, <laughs> you know, Wall Street Finance. If you want to look, click it, you can look through. And it has a meme of Arthur with the diamond. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That shit is just fine to me because they don't want anybody to sell these stocks. They just says, hold the line. Uh, here's another meme. Me on Monday, not understanding the stock market at all. And me today. I think I, I just love this meme. This is just beautiful. This is a great meme <laughs> right here. Here's another one. Oh, Wall Street is scared. They don't think we ride. For all we know, where the money resides, where the money resides. Where the money resides, where the money resides. <laughs> um, here's another one. Oh, here we go. Me, me, this one's right. Me disguising myself as a head so I can get funds. And it just has, I believe that's Adele. Is that Adele? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's funny how like people like collectively like, hey, like, you, that's what I find the most impressive is like how people are like, like actually collectively found like, hey, like let's all get together and do this thing. And it actually happened. And I think that's what's the funniest thing because you imagine if you put thousands of dollars into it and nobody followed you and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I think, especially with this, in these times, you know, where people are hurting, everybody's at home. Not everybody's doing much business. is pretty slow, low people who have, you know, people are getting fucking, uh, evicted from their you know their apartments their houses whatever their mortgages they can't pay the pay the bills yet people on wall street economy doing fine man you know i mean all these companies it's it's kind of fucked up how robin hood i saw that robin hood stopped let people stop uh people from buying it like they're not letting people buy it anymore which is crazy to me Robinhood is like a, you know, I guess this app that uh, it's kind of like this uh, money app, you know. Uh, they call it. Yeah, Robinhood. I have, I have Robinhood. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you can invest, right? You can just take money and you can trade. Yeah. You, it you makes it on. easy. It makes it. It's, it's good for like, yeah, it, it's like small stuff. You know? So it turns out over the weekend, you know, with Robinhood going on, they they kind of stopped. They saw this rise in people buying stocks and people from this red. Because oh, they're just, in bed. They're in bed with them, you know. Like, yeah. So it turns out Robinhood is a free app because. When you have something that's free, it's not actually free because you know you're the they product. They're uh, commission free, I believe. Yeah, it's commission free. But what they do is they take data. They, supposedly, allegedly, they take data from this Robinhood app and they see what people are buying, and then they take that information and they sell it to the hedge funds. And the hedge funds use that information to kind of uh, pad their thing, so they know what the market is doing, what what are individuals doing, and then what can we do to to uh, as a hedge fund make profit. Um, so there's a huge revolt, you know, there's a huge, uh, well, I think this Reddit did was kind of expose like the hypocrisy of, 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 um, you know, cause people are going on TV, like CNBC, all these business shows and they're saying, oh, these people, they're, they're, they're manipulating the market. And we're like, well, um, I mean, you can say that, but kind of these hedge funds, they were like morally kind of bankrupt because they were betting on these companies losing and you know, going out of business and fucking dissolving and, you know, going bankrupt. They were betting on that. But so it's make- almost kind of like, but what do you do? I mean, the company is just, it's going like GameStop is inevitable. Like, like when they had this CEO switch, they thought they would change. But I mean, GameStop hasn't done anything crazy to really 
advert that like the it's going out of business yeah so, and, and that's what they're saying hmm. about uh you know that these people are doing they don't know what they're doing that that's pretty dangerous for uh people to just invest in you know people are just trying to it, it is it is sketchy though for to put your money into especially right now like maybe early on when you put like 20 bucks a share yeah. oh, and like, <laughs> now, now i would not buy it now i would not fuck with it it's too late yeah, I mean, I kind of stand for it. You know, I just walked as an outsider. I'm, I'm kind of getting into the financial stuff. Um, I'm kind of more interested in like crypto, learning about crypto stuff and how how that works, which is it's kind of the same as Wall Street, but it's just offline, right? It's it's, it's not a physical. Wall Street is like a, a physical place. It's in New York. They open the doors. People walk in. They trade. People walk out. And even though that's that's the idea of it, but really these trades are going on with bots and shit. They're doing that shit automatic. It's not like. Uh, the old Nowadays, days, yeah. yeah, like you know, uh, 1930s when they had a little ticker tape, like something printed out. You're like, oh shit, it's going up, it's going down. All this shit is done by bots, anyways, half the time. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking into more crypto stuff. How how it's, it's essentially the same thing, but it's like 24 seven, right? Because the internet doesn't turn off, right? Uh, Wall Street is like they yeah, open it's just at, another market. It's another market. People trade, and you know, they do commerce. They can make money. You can trade and. Uh, but the only thing with crypto, I'm not sure, isn't it like, like, um, there's only a certain amount out there. Like, it's not like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. So there's, there's only a limited amount of of crypto, and that's why it affects the price of it. So it's like you can't like necessarily just kind of sit on it because it's all dependent on how yeah, much yeah. you have at the time. So from what my basic understanding, and I'm a new to all this stuff, there, there is a limited amount of money, um, and uh, you can make, they can create, and some some forms of currency, you can create money by mining, what's it called mining. Uh, so that's how you can make money. They, it makes money out of nowhere, but it's not really making money out of nowhere, it's because when you mine, what you're doing is you're certifying like transactions. So if I want to send Julian 10 bucks because I want to buy that Panthers hat. So you have a Panthers hat on, right? You're not wearing a... Yep. You're not wearing yep. a Jags hat. I want to send him no. some 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 Bitcoin for that hat, right? I send it and and uh, it goes off to you. And what the miners do is they're they're kind of uh, certifying our transaction. They're doing uh, and the call is like gas. You send a little money, you send it to these miners, and they do the transaction for us. They kind of certify it. They say yes, uh, Gabe sent twenty bucks for that Panthers hat. Um, so you know, and and uh, miners can make money out of that, and that, that's money out of nowhere essentially. But you know, it's different for there's different forms of money and stuff. And I'm you know, I'm just new to it. I'm getting into it. Um, but going back to kind of this, because um, I was talking about Wall Street versus crypto. Crypto is like it's a it's a market. It's kind of like Wall Street, except it's twenty four seven. It doesn't doesn't turn off. The internet don't turn off. So you can be trading all day. You know what I mean? And what happened with this Robinhood situation is. Robinhood was like, oh yeah, we come to us, give us your money because you can buy stocks free, you can freely trade stocks and whatever. And when they saw this uh, this kind of uh, rise in game stocks, they kind of shut it down. So it kind of was like antithetical to what they call themselves, like Robinhood is rich, steal from the rich, give to the poor. And in this case, these hedge funds, they're stealing from the poor so they can make themselves rich. Um, and when you know when they're betting on losers, and you know they put that risk, you know that, that's the thing with shorting, I guess, is when you short you risk losing infinite amount of money because you're betting on a loser but if they start gaining then like you said they owe well because the whole idea of it is that you're buying you're selling the stock hoping that it'd go lower so you can rebuy it but if all these guys are buying all these stocks up raising the stock price 
now the 20 bucks you spent to buy that, that you sold that stock, you sold the stock for like 30 bucks. And now, but it's up to 300. It's like, oh, fuck, I can't rebuy that. I'm just going to lose all of this fucking money. But <clears throat> yeah, back, I, back I, think I think it's, uh, I, I, I do think it's pretty funny how these, I, I what I think is just the funniest is that these guys like collectively came to like, together, to do yeah. this. <laughs> and that, like, that's what I can't believe. It's like, people, wow, like people actually came together and did this. People on the internet, just randos, just, you know, I guess, you know, they're pissed off about, you know, the economy, the, the situation, the state of affairs. But I mean, this is just like a market. Though. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it's just, uh, I, I don't think they're like really upset. I think they, I, I truly think this is just a prank. Like, I think like a elaborate, like think people, because it's like, this is something that was going to happen anyways. Like, it's just the market. I mean, GameStop, the market's telling us that like, People don't buy games physically anymore. They just don't. I mean, I'm a huge gamer. I don't remember the last time I bought a disc. I just, I, I don't go to GameStop. You don't need to. It's a dying business. So it's like. So I think it's a big, you know, F you. I just want to bring it up because, you know, it is sports related. All these guys who uh, are sports owners or, you know, the CEOs of sports teams, maybe your favorite sports team. You know, like I, said, I just brought up the Mets, uh, you know, Golden State. Yeah, the, what I saw was the Mets, Golden State. Um, you know these the, these uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So we'll see. Uh, I guess in the upcoming months, we'll see how it affects, uh, you know, these financial gurus, these sm- people who go to major schools and study this economic stuff. We'll see how it affects them. But I just want to bring it up because it is tangent. You know, this happened like you know this is just a Reddit story, but really it's kind of kind of a sports story. You know what I mean? That's going on right now. So I just want to bring that up. You know what I mean? That's yeah, crazy. Like the power. You know what I mean? Damn the man. Damn the man. Yeah, I just want to say that. I just want to say that. <laughs> Dan Campbell. <laughs> the dude. Damn the man. Well, anyways, is there anything else we do? Bite your fucking kneecaps off, man. We, we, we cover pretty much everything today, right? Um, yeah. Before we leave. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about like how we um, are currently still working on the blog right now. I am actually working on it. Um, I'm hoping to have it done next week. So that should be awesome. Expect some posts and things like that. Um, I think me and Gabe here um, and uh, I'll me myself as well might start doing some solo streams like throughout the week between episodes so we can bring some more content. Um, So we're not just having our because we're going to have our weekly podcast episodes, but then um between those we might do some like reaction things so like say monday deshaun watson gets traded like i'll be there live gabe might be there live or whatever and we'll just like brainstorm and talk about whatever just happened you know or like maybe for the super bowl we do post game like on monday like breaking down everything and all that so we're we're looking to just kind of fill in some content between each episode with our blog also having articles and stuff there and then doing like a stream or two like before the the thing based on breaking news and stuff like that so expect some stuff like that it's probably starting next week when it comes to like another video i might do something monday or tuesday not sure but if you guys subscribe or follow the podcast you will see that um that will only that that stuff will only be on youtube so and um facebook and but if you guys want to check out some of those that content go subscribe to our youtube channel and you can see all that 
but all um, the things, Spotify or stuff like that will just be the podcast. So yeah. On all the things, real fans podcast, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh everything. <laughs> everything. So I Apple appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Taking the time to listen to us today. Please come back to us, Jojo, safely. And don't be crying as much when you come back. Okay. I'm sorry about your It'll be okay, dude. You got next year, man. What's next year? You got, the, you, got, you got the draft, bro. You got the free agency. You got <laughs> All right. So that pretty much wraps it up. That's our episode eight. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Peace. See ya.